again in five. Four. Are, are we just live? Three. We didn't get our music? Two. One. Thursday night CrossFit talk. What's happening? With Scott Schweitzer and Jamie Latimer. We're about to change the game. We all get taken names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. We're about to change the game. We all get taken names. Let our voices rise. Let them reach the sky. Hey, Corey, they're going down. Giving them more that we got. Kick on the door. Try to knock, but nobody answered. I'm going hard and taking my chances. I keep it moving. I keep advancing. Keeping it game. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. You've heard Jamie talking and asking questions. We're having some technical issues tonight. We don't know why. I was like, where's the intro? Is it just... It plays. Is just my... It did? You couldn't see it, yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, I couldn't see anything. It was black screen. I'm like, what's going on here? And I'm trying to chew this last little bit of beef jerky. Um, <laughs> while we're Morning. So we are all over it tonight. As Kenneth said, we are the original, the original Thursday Night CrossFit talk show. And we uh, mess up just like everybody else. Yeah. We're professionals. Don't worry about it. Are you on a laptop tonight? I am on a laptop. So you've only done that for like two weeks, right? Like, yes. So is that why I can't see the intro? You should be able to see the intro. We've got to figure that out. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, Jamie never charges her new headset, Andrew. So that's why she's wearing her old, these are actually old headsets. Yeah, this is just the earbuds. I'll have the gaming mic headset on next week. But Andrew Sten, I've got to tell you, I finished Welcome to Wrexham. One of the best things on TV. I have not heard of this. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So it is Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. It is uh about a soccer team that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney buy. Okay. And so in English soccer, and I am not an expert, English football, there are leagues, right? There's a Premier League championship lit champions league championship league something like that. then there's a tier three a tier four and then if you get relegated out of that <clears throat> you kind of drop out of the main thing of, of football in england okay wrexham was relegated to that fifth tier okay and have been and this- there for 20 some years oh this is a legit team this is real life ryan reynolds bought this team real life okay real life it's so good so and um like i don't want to have any spoilers because like if you have not seen it you should go watch it it is it is like watching a sporting event though because they document like they document the team and and their efforts to get better to get because if you finish in the either the regular season as a champion or the playoffs as a champion, you get promoted to the league above you. Okay. If you finish in the bottom two spots, you get relegated to the league below you. Okay. And so this is their effort to try to help this soccer team get back into, and, and basically the line that they're under 
they get nothing from the league. It's it's almost like a semi-pro league. And if they can get promoted up one level, then they start getting like league money and they can like invest more in the, the town. <laughs> but it's really about the town. It's really about this town of Wrexham that has supported this team forever. Their stadium is like the oldest active stadium in the world. Wow. And uh, and it's in Wales. Um, okay. And so it's all about this little community that supports them and how they've the community and the team have been down on their luck. And can they change these fortunes? And there's two seasons. Uh, it was on FX. Okay. So I watch it on Hulu. So is Ryan Reynolds like a huge soccer fan? I don't think he was at the beginning of this. Okay. But he quickly becomes one. Now okay. his Rob McElhaney, who is his co-chair, is I think a big fan. Okay. And he is the writer and he's an actor in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. So they're both famous um, in yeah. their own right. Mm -hmm. Ryan is just way more famous and they make a lot of jokes mm -hmm. about that. But they are only in like some of the episodes. It's really about okay. the town and the team. And I'm telling you, like, <laughs> it was like rooting for my new favorite team throughout this whole thing. And it was crazy. But I knew Andrew. Awesome. I talked to Andrew after I finished season one. Mm -hmm. And he said, wait till you get to season two. And it was, it was even better. I'll have to check it out. It it's like awesome. they're like it's like eighteen episodes a season. Okay. Uh, and they're about a half. They vary in length, about a half hour, uh, an episode. So really good. Cool. Well, I need something else to watch. So perfect. Yeah, it is. It will consume your time. Okay. And what's cool about this year is when they bought this whole thing, they didn't realize it, but they bought the women's team as well. So there's a oh. women's team. And and they are featured, they're featured through this season somewhat as well. Are they are they like just as bad as the other team in the in the same tier? So they're in they're in a league where they don't get paid. Okay. So all of them work jobs and then play. <clears throat> but if they can get promoted, they move to like a semi-pro league where they can pay the players. Awesome. So yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, one of the best things I've seen on TV in a very long time. So, good to know. I know we have this much later, but I yeah. am almost caught up on Reacher as well. We oh, about you didn't. So you haven't watched Friday last week's. I am halfway through it. Okay, how did you stop that one? Because uh, we had to do the show tonight. Oh. You might as well just, you might like, as well leave it till tomorrow. Cause like I was mad that we watched that last week. I was like, I wish I would have waited it. Cause that like cliffhanger on that one is frustrating. Okay. <laughs> so just save well, it for tomorrow. Usually like when we're done with the show, I go right to bed. So it'll yeah, probably perfect. be tomorrow when we watch it anyway. And then they'll release a new episode. Yep. And we That's go right way to do it. Yeah. But we are almost dead half of the, the last um, the last episode mm -hmm. that's released of Reacher. 
Um, and Kenneth said last week, season two greater than um, season one. Yep. I'm not sure I agree. That's kind of how, when he said it, I was like, oh, really? I feel like as we're going along, I'm, I'm kind of feeling that a little bit. This last episode was really good. I think, I think the storyline is way more complicated. Yeah. Harder to, to like figure out all the tentacles. Mm-hmm. But the down hominess of, of season one yeah. is really hard to match. Yeah. And, um, and the, the characters in season one will forever be in my heart. I agree. I really like season one. I'm not, I'm not sure the characters in season two have endeared themselves. The guy I like the best is no longer with us. Oh, really? Yeah. We can talk offline. I don't want to spoil it because yeah. it really just yeah. came out last week. Um, but LDY2742 says hey, he liked season one better. I yeah. really, I mean, like, I love the Tweed Tornado and I love Roscoe. Like those yeah. two characters are like, well, are some of my favorite characters ever. I agree. And, but I think it's too early for us to say until the season's over. Like, yeah. Yeah. So Neely's in both and I like her. Yes. I just, like I'm not, uh, this is more of like a Clancy thing. Season two. Mm-hmm. Like a Tom Clancy movie book. Yeah. Which I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> me, me too, but it's different. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know. So, yeah. So, we got all of our TV stuff out in the first little bit. That's usually, this is usually my game show rant or yeah. my TV talk. But if you start watching Welcome to Wrexham, I cannot wait to hear what you think of it. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, Kenneth says, I like angsty emo season two Reacher with his sad eyes. What can I say? He is a little more angsty, isn't he? Yeah. And you'd think he, well, I don't, again, I don't want to give it a, yelled <laughs> yeah. at me for giving a spoiler last week, but yeah. So, so anyway, um, we did some wrap up shows last week with Wadapalooza. Mm-hmm. So I want to put a, like a final bow on that. And then I kind of want to talk about the off season and it's over now. Like the off season is over. We're going to be heading into the new CrossFit game season. What does mm-hmm. that mean? What did the off season tell us anything? And we'll kind of talk about that, and then uh, and whatever else comes up from the chat or whatever. Um, and I did. I've watched the first five episodes of Behind the Scenes, and I wanted to kind of give my impressions of that as well. Okay. So. So Wadapalooza. Just to recap, on it seems like. Months ago, but Ricky Garrard and Emma Carey won the individual competition at Wadapalooza. Mm-hmm. Um, where there was weather issues on day one, and then it was really clear on day two to kind of finish it out. Any any overall thoughts about the individual competition that you want to talk about before we move on? Um. No, I feel like we squashed the judging and all that to death. Like it is what it is. We, you know, and weather plays a role and 
They did what they did. Yeah. I did want to talk about the weather because I watched Death By today. And their first question was about the weather. Do we need to move events inside? Yeah. And again, I've said this many times, with Wadapalooza, the draw is outside. Yes. Right? Like, in my opinion, you cannot move that event inside. You just have to deal with it. I just think we we need to come up with a better contingency plan as to what happens in the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's through no fault of the directors or anybody that worked the event. the 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 events became pedestrian mm-hmm. once they were changed for the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a couple interesting things that Matt O'Keefe said on the death by that I wanted to bring up. One, it has been researched that the surface co surface actually becomes 25% tackier when it's wet. Okay. So that should not affect the safety of the athletes. Agreed. So I like that. And they, he also said that when he was running Wadapalooza, they would make calls to Rogue about different things. Like the wooden rings actually get tackier when they're wet. So yep. what I liked about that is, can we find elements, if it rains, that are still safe for the athletes because they've been researched? We know what gets tackier in the, in the wet weather. Um, we know that the Dahmer mat is not tackier when it's right. wet. <clears throat> so what can we do about those things to still have, like, because if you, instead of going to strict pu- muscle-ups or strict pull-ups, if you had muscle-ups on a ring, that would have added some complexity and some, um, Kenneth, it's too early to be pushing buttons. Um, <laughs> It and the athletes could have showed off what they could do, yeah, with with like ring muscle ups rather than all strict pull ups. Yeah, yeah, twice having that. Ugh. Right. Not my favorite. So, the other thing that 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 was brought up on death by that just shocked me is to have like a plan B at a at an indoor location. I cannot imagine the cost of reserving no. an indoor facility just in case because you're yeah. taking that off the calendar for them to rent out to somebody else. So that means you're paying full price. Yes. Yeah, there's no way you would do that. You either do it indoor or you don't. It was like one outdoor event that you just <clears throat> right. take but as the day you, that looks best. As you and I have said, Waterpalooza has to be outside. That's It's an outdoor event. Right. Yeah. Um, Aaron Frazier says they should put a tent over Flagler and have the events at Bayside um, be okay to do in bad weather. Yeah. Bayside never affects me because if you're swimming, you're wet anyway. The, the floor's yep. wet. Everything's wet. The, the gear is designed that the athlete is going to be wet while doing it. So yep. Bayside never bothers me. But Flagler, 
And Tina Hills has a roof. Yep. So it's only the spectators that are be affected. Um, and and it is just Flagler, but man, that it's such a big floor. I mean, that would be mm -hmm. one large tent. Yeah, but if you're talking about possibly renting a secondary facility, uh, I mean, a tent is way more reasonable. Yeah, it. I don't know what to go up above the stands. Like it, it's just a lot of surface area to cover, mm -hmm. and I don't know logistically. But it'd be it'd be cool if they could do that. You see those like those sunshades that yeah. are like stretched out. I wonder if you could do a series of those that at least partially kept the the floor dry. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So yeah, I. But th those were a weird comment because I I couldn't believe people were like. Let's rent a facility just in case. That just seems yeah. an astronomical expense. Yeah. Uh, to me. Um, so I wanted to ask you, do the wins for Ricky and Emma mean anything? I mean, yeah, I feel like we sort of talked about this on our wrap-up show. Yeah, I think probably more so for Ricky. Like you had you didn't have Adler there, but you had Roman and you had Pat and you had like kind of what you wanted to see in Rogue in the games. Um, so he had some solid com competition there to test against. It's, it's only, it's only the five events. We, we know it's not super well-rounded. We know the tests got changed. Um, but sure. Of course, like he has to be feeling, he hit some things that he was probably unsure about and, to still pull off a win has to like give him some serious confidence going into the, into this year's games. Yeah. I think it means more for him than it has for most past winners. Yeah. Because of the injury. Yes. That's it. It's just testing out the shoulder, getting some confidence in the shoulder to be able to do high skill movements without pain or to know what his threshold is on those movements moving in moving into the the crossfit game season i think i think for emma andrew says he thinks it means more for emma um i mean i think for her it was a really good test of pacing i think we saw her compete the best we've ever seen her compete so that, again that should give her some serious confidence of okay i figured out this racing thing I think that plus she pretty much dominated. Like yeah. after the swim event, she she finished top five and just in everything, I believe. I mean, I could pull up the leaderboard to be sure, but I'm pretty sure top five and everything. Yeah, I think you're right. So then we go to teams, which is where we only did a little bit of a wrap up. Um, <clears throat> what were your thoughts on the team overall? It was, it was exciting. There was still like some of those races. You, you had your bigger men's team races that, um, you were rooting 
rooting for. Um, again, the change in some of the the change in some of those workouts kind of took the fun away from that in the judging and standards laid out, I think just really like frustrated me. Um, but it was, it was good. I th- I mean, that's, that's the event, right? It's there. It's mostly there for the teams. I And I think, I think it showcased teamwork. I don't want to be like ultra negative, but it was it was hard to watch for me, especially on Sunday. Yeah, I I thought that Saturday we were cheated because the off offsite event we didn't get to see. Yes. Um, we had a couple good events Saturday night, and then Sunday was just everything became really pedestrian, except for communication. So if you knew how to communicate with loud music and rain pouring on you, you had a distinct advantage. Yeah. Well, teams that had used the worm like regularly clearly had a an advantage. Um I I kind of liked the sandbag event. Like I feel like you could kind see the race a little more in that event. That I I thought that was better. But that maybe was the only one that, and I feel like the points race was getting closer at that at that time. Um, but that maybe was the only one that was like kind of exciting. Uh, Jody Lynn with strong comments oh. <laughs> coming in. I'm so tired of the worm. Let's hope CrossFit can come up with a new implement for teams. I really love the broken worm. Oh God. I think that that is such the degree of difficulty on the broken worm compared to the regular worm is so much higher that you have to be elite at communication to make that work. Like at the games, we saw people get flung off of that thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you make a mistake, it, it hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I forgot it was called the earthworm. The earthworm. I like broken worm. Okay. <clears throat> and it, I like that it's kind of a throwback to the first worm. Yeah. It was made out of logs at the games. Um, so I really, I really like that a lot. And it makes it exciting because when they mess up, like it's, it's obvious. Yeah. I know the way that just took pe- teams down. I mean, and it was like this like domino boop, down, they all go getting tore down by that sandbag. I, yeah. I, I can kind of see maybe where you're coming from, Jody, but like, I don't know that there's a better implement to force synchronization that just like, if you aren't a true team that hasn't training together, you're not going to excel at that. And, and for me, that's where I don't like to just see the super teams. I don't want them to just pick a bunch of individuals and throw them together. I want the teams that like grind it out in the gym together and practice these moves together. So I like to see like true mastery of the, of the worm, either worm. So um, we had some, some really big super teams in the men's league. Yeah. In the men's side. 
But on yeah. the women's side, it was a little lackluster for the super teams. And it, it really did come down to, to more teams that worked together for a while or to um, that were team type athletes. Yeah. They, they did much better on the women's side than any kind of super team. Yep. And the only super team I can even think of is uh, the dunk tank team or the I ice throw Brooke, ba ba uh, Bailey, and Paige. Yes. Yeah. 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 And you could tell when they were interviewed that they didn't practice at all on teamwork and oh. and it pay they paid for it dearly at times. Mm -hmm. um, so on the men's side, the winner was the Gowad team, which was just a Medeiros. Um, was that Willie George's? And yeah. And uh, Jay Crouch. Jay Crouch was on that team, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a good win for Justin, and we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit yeah. as well. Um, and then I guess I should just pull up the leaderboard. I should have had that ready. Uh, yeah, was Ombre Ombre second or third? Third. Third. And second was? Getting there. Did Tear jump up? It was Team Pisco. Uh, Pisco. Roman. Ro Roman, Saxon, and Jorge. Yeah. Yeah. Team Tear was fourth. Okay. That's what I thought. Trace Leche's fifth. Oh. Tr strapping yeah. Young. Strapping young young lad sixth. Yeah, that's that's about the order I put them in. Um, and then on the women's side, we had stronger than a '90s trend with our dear friend Kelly Baker and her team with Kelsey Keel and Emil Lungberg. Lungberg, um, RX performance was in second. Again, um, they. They are a team-dominated mm -hmm. group. Uh, team Scandinavian, best team. Love the name. Um, mm -hmm. But our friend Annika Greer, um, Matilde Garness, and... Rebecca Vittison. Rebecca Vittison. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yep. And then Team Marine and Lycan Gang. Team Ice Barrel was in sixth. Wow. That's crazy. And Lycan was the two women from CrossFit 80. And My High Muscles uh, yes. with Madison. 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 Mm -hmm. Zoe team. Warren. They were in seventh. So pretty good showing for them too. Yeah. Very good. Um, so I guess I, we have to talk about the Heat One app and how you beat me by one stinking point. I beat you by one point in the top, top 10, ten, right? Yeah. And then... I crushed was, that it was, color. It was close. I mean, I was within like 10. Yeah. What were you overall in shot color? Like in the overall... I, I thought if I signed up for my league or the Clydesdale Media League, it would do both. So I didn't do the overall. Oh, that sucks. I know you were way up there in the. I know. Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. 
not so great in the top 10 though. Like the women kind of just messed me up in that one. I know I lost you 91, 90. That's uh, close. Uh, LDY 2742. Heck, they could do s same movements with a tractor tire instead of the worm. Like thrusters and clean and jerks? And be interesting to see. That would be very interesting to see. Don't know how you get four people on it. Um, so Ken, and if we're still trying to figure out technology, <laughs> well, we worked you through the top 10, so at least you got that figured out. <laughs> now we, now you're going to be a pro come the games. So I have a list of things from Wadapalooza and then we'll wrap that up. Okay. Okay. The barge. I thought that was okay. awesome. I, yeah, it was cool. I mean, it looked cool to have that like ramp out there for athletes to get out to it. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. From from being there the last couple of years, like it just it gets more space used up for for spectators, so they can okay. get more spectators in that area and still have the cool look of Bayside. So I thought and. Bayside always had 10 lanes. Now they were able to do 20 on the barge. It was able to get more people on and uh, get through events fairly quickly. And so I thought that was super cool. Um, why was nobody from CrossFit there? Because it's not a CrossFit licensed event. Last year, Don Fall was there. Dave Castro was there. It is the largest sports festival that is CrossFit in the world. It is probably bigger than the games from an attendance standpoint. At least well, send somebody. They had, they had a booth. Sounds like so. They had a booth. Was it, but it was the affiliate booth, right, Tristan? That's what they have at everything. I think they needed to send somebody from the sports side to be there to see what's going on. I mean, Oz or Dave or any, any of those. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like, I feel like what, like how many people were even there this year? I think Wadapalooza took a huge hit. From what I hear, if you were there, it was just as packed as always. Oh, but that people, is not what I heard. Once it, once it rained, people scattered. Okay. And went and watched the stream. Hmm. I don't know. I heard, I heard they couldn't sell tickets. Or they, you know, they overpriced them so they didn't have enough people in the stands. Um, I heard from vendors that like the amount of foot traffic was like half as much as normal. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. Getting that a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, but how much of that would be the, the weather though? I think it was the price of their tickets. Okay. 
because it, well, you had to buy those special seats. Mm -hmm. And then what yep. happens with that is then like you have a weather event, they should have then opened it up for anybody to walk in just to fill the stands. You go to the games and on a Saturday night, there's empty seats because this person bought them for a couple of events and then they're not there for everything. There needs They need to find a way to, after so many minutes of an event, it's opened up to the general public to go take those seats. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, that's no. not a great way to do that. Um, my next thing was, why did it have less star power than last year? I don't know. I, I mean, truthfully, I'm like slightly worried for Wadapalooza. Um, I like, I understand that like the, the chaos is, I mean, it's just become to be expected, but I also feel like at some point people are just over it. You pay four, it's like over 400 bucks to compete in this event. It's extremely expensive to find lodging there. Like, is it worth it? And then to go get events changed on you and you get treated like if unless you're an elite, you get treated like garbage. And who wants to go deal with all of that? I don't know. I remember last year thinking, my God, there's like 10 great teams on both the men and women's side. And this year we had four or five. Mm -hmm. I, I was surprised there weren't more teams um, individual wise i thought it it did not run as deep as it did last year and then you have people like i mean last year we had laura competing and we mm -hmm. had um annie competing and katrin and and none of those people are so so Oh, Tristan, we're not saying the whole team side was weak. I didn't say anything about weak at all. I just said it lacks star power. So yeah. I, I, it's it's nothing about the competition or the people in it. Because I think it it did. Okay, Corey, I, Annie was a bad example. I'm just saying that those were the names that were out there last year. Like Jeff Adler competed last year. Mm -hmm. You had so many more names out on the floor competing. Um, it just seemed, it just seemed to lack that star power. Maybe it was more European too. Like we got more European teams this year than we've had in past. And I heard Snorri say today that actually Miami is an easy flight for Europe. Yeah. A major city on the East coast and they can get in pretty easy. So maybe mm -hmm. I just need to get my head wrapped around that there's a big European contingent that aren't the names that we talk to all the time. Well, and we know on the women's side, the European field is typically stronger anyway. So if that's who's coming over, it definitely doesn't mean women was necessarily weaker. We just, we just might not be as familiar with them. Right. Um, yeah, Carolyn's talking that individual was better than last year. Um, 
I think Carolyn's point here is possibly what happened. Um, people went indie this year over team thinking maybe that more people would do team like in the past and the prize purse was, would be open to them. Cause I feel like that's what happened last year. Right? Like, I mean, I feel like at the last minute people were like, I should have signed up for individual. I could, you know, $75,000 was up for grabs. And um, so I kind of, I kind of feel like more people jumped that route and then didn't participate in the team side. Yeah, I agree. It just, just some thoughts I had. Do we need star power? Is that, I mean, is that, is that what's missing? I don't know. I'm just posing the question. For me, like, we follow so many semifinal athletes. To me, there were plenty of people I knew out on that floor that I wanted to root for. I agree. Even in the RX division. Like, so for me, I'm not a good judge of do we need more star power because I knew a lot of the people out there. They're just not the household names that you see at the games every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's why I was posing the question because I, I don't know. I would rather, and I, it sounds weird to say other than like the games and rogue, I want to see those other athletes. I completely agree. Power. So I'm a, very, I completely agree. I'm a very bad judge of, of what is star power. Corey, I saw that. Um, Max Krieg was in RX. I I was disappointed, and maybe this was my own fault. I was pretty busy, but I was disappointed in like the coverage of RX and Masters. I wanted to catch some of the Masters, and shoot, the Friday I messaged Scott, and I'm like, "Am I the idiot? I can't find any coverage." They, like I was like, Masters started like nine nine thirty a.m. right, and I'm like trying to find anything nothing um so like yeah i was a little frustrated with some of the coverage on that kind of stuff that's i don't know i don't know if we'll ever get there i can tell you that the still cam at bayfront was not bad i could get a pretty good indication of who was doing what um at bayside with that steady cam mm-hmm. um but flagler's just so damn wide like yeah it's nearly impossible. Um, Tina Hill's the same. One steady cam, I can at least get the idea if, if, uh, if I know who's in what lane. Yeah. I know. I feel like they need a running ticker at the top on that stream. And I know that's just more production costs. Somebody has to be in charge of all that on the back end. I get it. It just, I think it'd be far more appealing and draw in some more spectators. So at Bayfront 2, they have that big video board that actually lists the names of the people in each lane. So I didn't ever see that. Whenever I brought it up, it just said it like RX teams. It funnels between the workout and the names. Okay. Funnels, whatever Uh, switches between the two. Um, Kenneth says maybe the draw of Wattapalooza is being there at the event person. I hear athletes and live podcasts, et cetera are super approachable for us normie fans. Waterpalooza is very approachable. People are walking around, athletes are walking around all the time. Most of Waterpalooza is a vendor village. 
And most of the athletes are there. More business deals get done at Wadapalooza than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so you have athletes at all the different vendors um, fulfilling obligations, taking pictures, signing autographs, doing all that stuff. They, it's just everywhere. So yeah. if you want to go meet some people, it is the perfect place to go. Um, so that's, that's it for Wadapalooza, but then I have one big arching overarching, um, piece about the off season forever. Okay. We, we called the off season. There was the big three. Okay. Rogue Dubai Wadapalooza. Yep. Are they still the big three or are we looking at other places for off-season entertainment? I mean, I, Rogue's always going to have it, right? I, they do an incredible job. Um, and they've tried to up their game. They had the extra streaming that you could purchase. Like, I think they... And they probably have the most money at their disposal to make it how they want. Um, I think I think Rogue's going to continue to be the draw draw it has the biggest prize purse it's gonna um it's gonna draw obviously your best athletes well it's invite so they're gonna get those that star power that you people want to see um beyond that i mean i even if wadapalooza tails off it's probably gonna remain in that number two spot i i mean some catastrophic things would have to happen for it to just fizzle out uh but third, man, I I feel like something's gonna take over Dubai spot for sure. So Carolyn said, yes, they are still the big three, most money. Yeah, I I think like Rogue has almost elevated itself to like a one A off the games. They're yes. becoming so innovative. If they wouldn't have had, if they would not have had the bad weather this year, that competition would have been epic. Yeah. Uh, with the alternate broadcast, which was phenomenal. And I would pay for if they did that at any event that I'm not at live. Um, it, it's going to be incredible. Dubai, I get it because it is a draw. You get big names, especially from Europe, and it is a big prize purse. I just wish they could get some people in the stands. And the coverage better. Right. I, well, I wasn't thrilled with that either. The coverage has always been that, and yeah. But I think the athletes will always view it as a big three because of the money and the competition. Um, and Carolyn says, yes, Rogue is barely off the games. They're just so innovative. They're like, like they're coming up with new cool things that the games need to adopt. Um, and maybe the big games are too big to do that themselves. Um, Anderson says, May, maybe Rogue and Waza times two with SoCal in September though they likely won't get big names competing since it's so close to the games and so close to Rogue. Right. But what you're going to get 
is that group of people that aren't the top 20. You're going to get the people who had a catastrophic failure and missed the games. You'll get those. Mm -hmm. You'll get semifinal athletes and you'll get mm -hmm. the 20 through 40 that don't get invited to rogue. Yep. Um, I've heard good things about beach brawl. Um, I, it's going to come down to a prize purse at some point. Like if somebody else can match the money that or even get even close to Dubai, just. I like, I like this comment from Carolyn. I would like to see an Australian comp like Torian or down under give more money. Their fan base there is fire. I totally agree. Cause in my mind, I feel like, I feel like down under championship is, is one of the big ones. It just sucks that it isn't a big prize purse. Well, and that semifinal down there is like a damn party. Yeah. Torian is insane. <laughs> so hopefully they can, they can get some prize purse or uh, some sponsorships to be able to give a bigger prize because they are, they're there. Yeah. Um, so Kenneth says Rogue is unique because it's more than just CrossFit. Also, Strongman brings new eyes to CrossFit, brings new eyes to Strongman, win, win, win. Again, mm -hmm. that's one of those innovative ideas, though, that makes Rogue better. Yeah. Right? I've heard they've they've talked about even adding a third sport. Interesting. Like they've, they've thrown up like a powerlifting meet with like the best of the best or um, the top end Olympic lifting or something like that. That would still be that kind of like Iron Games type deal, um, but even expanding what they, they offer. Yeah, that would be cool. Alex says, uh, it costs so much to travel to Australia, though. They need more money. Mm -hmm. It was just a misspelling, but I like the way she said money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's what I was thinking. A baseball game? Sweet. I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So that was that question. Um, now that the off season's over, who had an off season that will help them lead themselves into the next CrossFit game season. You want my number one? Sure. Okay. Well, I think Ricky, because he didn't get to, I mean, he was injured. So and like, he's come back and really showed, I don't think rogue went like great for him per se, but clearly Wadapalooza is putting him in the right direction. Um, and he did, Carolyn, he Carolyn did it. me. It's not money. It's money. Yeah. It's Is the Canadian the dinner. Yeah. Uh-huh. The money. Money. <laughs> so I agree <laughs> yeah, with you with Ricky. I had him on my list. Um, knowing that the shoulder's right, being able to compete at Rogue, being able to compete. Did he do Dubai too? Yes. And mm -hmm. Waterpalooza. I think that that is um, strong for him. Lex yeah. says Emma Carey, which is on my list as well. Right. Also on my list. Um, I think that she did 
she finished sixth at Rogue. She won Wadapalooza. That's a great, um, that's great momentum going into the season. And you and I talked so many times about her pacing at Wadapalooza and how much she has gotten better at not just going to blackout, but to right. actually see what's going on around her and um, and and pace the race. Um, and Lex says her typo will now be used permanently. Mun A, do you have anybody else on your list? Um, yes, I also have Gabby Nagawa. Okay. You have the rest of mine. Why, why Gabby? Um, well, I think she did. I think she had a great showing at Rogue. And then I think she did still did great here at at Wadapalooza. Um, Wasn't it like fourth at both? Yeah. And you don't think if games? she's not. And yeah. You think if she's not on the podium, it's not good enough? No, no, no. Oh. I think that she's finally becoming the consistent athlete we've wanted her to become for years. I had her on my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. She seems to be filling some of those holes that we, you know, like her upper body pulling strength probably wasn't ever the greatest, but she seems to be rounding that out a little bit better. She did luck out at two bad weather events though, taking away the rope climbs. Yes. Agreed. Uh, who else you got? I'll let you go one I, more. I have Annika. Okay. Why? Um, I well, I thought she did good at down under. I thought that was a good showing for her. Um, and like her team didn't win, but they podiumed here at Wadapalooza. Like that's gotta be confidence, but she needs wins in her life. Like that, like sh she just doesn't get enough of that. Uh I don't have her on my list, but she podiumed at Madrid. Yes. She did well at Down Under, and mm -hmm. you could say she was the leader of that team at Wadapalooza, mm -hmm. and that was cool to see because the other yeah. two have games experience, and she was the leader. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, she won down. Did she win win Down Under? I know she podiumed. For some reason, I thought she was second. No, Down Under was um, Madeline Sturt that won it. Then Annika, and then Grace Walton, who is, by the way, my uh, my fifth person on my list, Grace Walton. Okay. And that's it for me. Why Grace? Because of Down on, Under and this showing at Wadapalooza. Taking, taking yeah. some of the big big comps. She definitely made a name of for herself at Wadapalooza. That girl can yeah. swim. Yes. Flat out. Um, Andrew Sten throws up uh, Rebecca Vittison. Could be interesting to watch. Is am I wrong? Is, is she not an older athlete though? I I don't think so. I think she's like twenty four or twenty five. I don't think she's that old. I thought she was in her thirties. Man, I don't think so. Should Google her. Um. Okay, so I had on mine Laura Horvat. Yes, 
Bianca is huge. I know she only did Rogue. She did Olympic lifting thing, and she won that too. Um, but to beat Tia and know that it's possible, I think is huge for her. And then she got to rest for a while. Vitison is 26, so I was mistaken. I actually think she's 28. This, If you're looking at the same article I am, that was from 2021 that said she was 26 years old. Um, I also had Justin Medeiros uh, to be able to recover in the offseason and then to win a powerlifting meet and then have his team win Wadapalooza. I think it brought back some of the joy in competing that wasn't just on him. And we'll get to this in behind the scenes. It shows Justin as like very stressed out behind the scenes. And so to see that contradiction at Wadapalooza, I think is good for him. Maybe teams is where he belongs. Well, I don't think one year away from a two-time championship is time to wrap it up into teams. I think he just needs to find the love of the game again. Yeah. And then my last one was in a very similar way. And I know I said I was done with this guy, but Jason Hopper. Hopper. Jeez, oh, Pete. He's had some good off-season counts. And it's not a, it's, he did well in some competitions, in some events, but it was, he was having fun again. I agree with that. He He's laughing a lot. He's making fun of himself. And I think that's something he needed back mm -hmm. in his life. I think when he went to Vermont, he got too serious. Yep. And he tried to do it the way Matt did it. Yep. And he has to do it the way he does it. <clears throat> and to see the interviews with him over the weekend uh, with Dallin and Ricky and just having yeah. a ball. Like, yeah. I think that that is as good for him as anything. I agree. I, that's only going to help him progress in the sport. Um, so, yeah. So, if anybody else has any thoughts on who had a great offseason, love to hear them. Shoot them in the comments or put them in the uh, comments on YouTube. Uh, we'll check those out, talk about them next week maybe. Um, so, my last thing for the night is I broke down bought the behind the scenes with some birthday money that I had laying around. And um, a couple things I want to talk about with it. Episodes one, a one B and two were not great for my viewing. And I, and I'm saying it from my perspective. I'm not saying it from anybody else because we were behind the scenes at that point in time. Right we were talking to the athletes. We were getting a lot of the same information that was gathered in those episodes. So for me, it was very meh. Those first couple mm -hmm. of minutes. Once you hit episode three, it really picks up for me because then every episode after that is one event. 
Okay. Episode three is the bike. Episode four is the pig flip. Episode five is inverted medley. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> and at that point, it really picks up because then there was content grabbed that I never, I never saw. Mm -hmm. um, the Madaris Lazar Jukic wreck um, mm -hmm. on the, uh, plays a big role in episode three. Um, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but very intense and very uh, much behind the scenes kind of information that you could only get from those two people. Mm -hmm. um, the, the coolest part of episode five is there's a girl using a vintage camera to take still shots in the media pit and mm -hmm. ask her about why she's doing it. Um, what all is, why, why it's being used, how to use it, how to focus it. That was fascinating to me. Um, they talked to athlete control and what their responsibilities were throughout this stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. <clears throat> there's the, the first few episodes, there's a lot of Dave. A lot of okay. riding around with Dave. Um, but it's, yeah. you know, Dave, Dave wasn't, he's over the whole thing, but he's not Boz, right? And he's not. So it didn't have the same feel as like the old ones when he was with Dave because there Dave is worried about every little nuance of the programming mm -hmm. where that's not the case this time. There's cool conversations with Rich as a coach. Um, um, so that was really cool. Um, I will say what was really cool to me is Lana makes two appearances Awesome. Um, and Teddy, so if you that we did we put out a reel, Teddy captured this piece where Justin and inverted medley bobbled and recovered and bobbled like right? Teddy cut captures that. So one of Savant's cameramen caught that from the opposite side of the floor. So you see in the background, Teddy capturing the whole thing. Awesome. Um, so that was really cool for me to see Teddy in there and to the, him doing that. I did not see Jamie. I'll have to. Uh, I watch these like as I'm working and doing some other projects. So my eyes are not on the screen the entire time, but. Um, I will say they're, they're very good. They're much, the old ones used to be like an hour. These ones are like 15 minutes or not 15. They're like a half an hour. So okay. it, it ends really quickly. And then you got to wait a couple of days for the next one to come out. So, right. So now I'm like caught up until Sunday. Well, so worth the investment. Um, Sure. I'll say worth the investment because I know we put a lot of time and effort into things. And when I really kind of like reconciled it all in my head, like they worked their ass off to put this out. Why shouldn't I give them 20 bucks to watch it? 
Fair enough. You know, I would do that for a movie or whatever. And so I, uh, yeah, that's how I reconciled it in my head. And now I can go back and watch them again. Or So I'll have to go back and see if I see Jamie this time. You probably got to keep your eyes out for your shirts. Well, I did, that's why I always saw Teddy. Like Teddy oh. popped out really quick with the shirt. So, um, plus it was, he was right there. Like he yeah. took up like a big chunk of the screen. Um, but I'll, I'll be, but those outdoor events too, when they're doing the event coverage, it's fast. So it'd be hard. I put a stick of beef jerky in my mouth and it had a hot pepper on it. Oh no. So anyway, holy shit. <laughs> and you like spicy. <laughs> um like at the bike, the action's going by so fast. Like to yeah. see anything peripherally is very hard. Unless the focus is right on them. So, because I know like at some points he does, Savon captures someone cheering for somebody or. Oh. That's cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really well done. The editing is really good. They put up leaderboards after each episode because each one yeah. is an event. And then they show the. Yeah, I like that. Line. So it's, it's good. It's really good. Well, I can't um, wait to see them. But it looks like now they're, the free versions aren't coming out till just before the open. Yeah, I think that's what he always said. I was going to tie in with the open. Okay. What are your thoughts on the master's love in the first couple episodes? I wish there was more. Um, I thought that there were a couple clips of Masters, but they were doing so many cool things. There were so many cool things that happened in the Masters, and none of it was really captured. But I... I I don't know what their mission is for this, for that documentary was anyway. Um, what Kelly Friel was doing, what Susan Clark was doing could have been highlighted pretty quickly. Uh, Grub, Rudy, those like legends that were doing a lot. Sam, Sam Briggs. Um, like they weren't in it at all. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, but there were master stuff caught. Uh, it just was what it was. And in like, there was a cool piece where, uh, the grandmother is competing with the mother and daughter cheering. And Savon was interviewing the mother and the daughter while they were cheering for the grandmother. That's cool. And all three generations do CrossFit. That's awesome. 
so like there were some cool things like that that were captured so i don't want to like just shit on it yeah grub was there taking his dog to the bathroom but but they they could have done more about him being a four-time champion so yeah Again, it's really good. Even the first couple episodes are, are good. It just, I went in like expecting my memory and how, and what I had in my head of what they were. And then it was a lot of like what we were doing the first couple of days talking to people anyway. Mm-hmm. We ran into Ariel at the, in the media room and yeah. sat and talked to her for 20 minutes. That's what you're getting in the first couple episodes. Right. Um, yeah. It's just like in the tent waiting to try on their, try out their bike. There is a cool piece with Cole Sager. Um, I know I'm talking about him a lot lately, but it was, he talked about how he remembers his first CrossFit game so vividly. Like he can see the colors, he can smell the smells. And to this day, like he remembers those moments and like looking around and seeing these legends and how they handled themselves and how he wanted to do the same. So anyway. Very cool. That's my take on what is out on the behind the scenes. And with that, I think that's everything I have in my notes. Anything else you want to talk about? Are we ever going to know when the masters are going to compete at the games? I'm not holding my breath. Um, I did not catch Pedro's whiteboard show this week. I don't even know what it was about. I saw it pop up yesterday. Uh, but I have been so busy with my job. Was it more Wadapalooza coverage? Or was it no, no, no. Whiteboard is like, it's like death by, but Pedro's version. Yeah. Right. Well, it. I don't even know what the topics were. I I did see something so in the behind the scenes when Justin is very stoic and like not really talking to people and Savon makes a comment like does he not like doing interviews and Adam says I don't know I've never really asked him and so they're walking down like the hallway and Savon asks him do you not like doing interviews and he goes listen, I want the sport to grow and I want to do what I can to help the sport grow, but I need people to get better at this. So I'm not asked answering the same question four times in a row. Oh man. And in some aspects I get what he's saying. Yeah. Because in the behind the scenes, one thing that I did notice so many people had access. We were told buttery bros, Craig Ritchie and Savon. Mm-hmm. There were so many people, so many cameras. It was a zoo in that warm up area. Interesting. So, as an athlete, I'm wondering how that was taken. Because they went from nobody had access, except for like the documentary crew. Yep. To now, like, 
Talking Elite Fitness is down there. Mayhem's down there. Savon. Then Craig and the Buttery Bros. Now you've got cameras everywhere. Yep. Like the one camera guy's trying to avoid the other camera guy. Yep. Yeah, I could see that as an athlete perspective. And if, like, we're not communicating with Talking Elite Fitness, yeah, we pr probably will ask Justin the exact same question. Well, I would hope we wouldn't ask the same question as Talking Elite Fitness. Um, but, but I get what he's saying. Yes. Even if you change up the questions, it's just got to be like, you just, cause it like he had just done inverted medley, right? And he took second. And so everybody wanted to talk to him. Yep. So it's like, he's going through this barrage of interviews right after. And even if the questions are different, they're probably in the similar vein. Oh, absolutely. Yep. You know, that is true, Kenneth. One camera is taping the interview of the other camera guy. Hmm. So it's, um, and what made me think of that is Kenneth's comment of a Pat had an interesting take on miking up athletes. I know that's huge in the NFL. Kind of like they did for, isn't that they were what they were going to do with, Ricky and Dalen and Hopper and teams. Yep. Are they going to put together a and Colt? I believe too. Oh, nice. So they'll get a little mini documentary of Wadapalooza all mic'd up. Yeah, I know yeah, that's in the NFL. That'll be interesting. To see how that plays out. I think that could be huge. Yeah. So Carolyn says people are so fake when they're mic'd up. I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Trying to be funny just because they have a mic on. Yeah, I think it depends on the person. Like, too. Some people are just going to be very intense and you're going to get that intensity maybe them talking to themselves and you know, whatever the NFL guys say, like they forget the mics on like 10 minutes into the game. Cause they're so focused on everything else. Yeah. Um, Kenneth said behind the scenes took four months to come out. I will tell you it is way harder than anybody thinks. The little documentary we've been working on, it is just, I have to carve out so much time to edit a piece. It's just been really hard with the holidays and everything and working a full-time job that actually wants me to do work now. Work. <laughs> so, and I'll, I'll try to catch it, Kenneth. Um, I actually like that show sometimes. Most yeah. of the time. I like the takes. I like I like yeah. that you're at 40 seconds and you're done. Death by, my gosh, they they go on for like 
ever. Um, it all depends. It's funny because, like, when I when I did Jamie's documentary, like, it was just her, so I could get back and I could edit that night in the hotel room, and and then edit the next morning, and then go film some more, and then edit. So then, by the end of the weekend, I had it almost done because I had it. I was building it as we were going. Um, but when you're doing four athletes and you have to wait till it's over and then interview them afterwards and try to piece it all together and then get all the video components and the photo components at all different times, it just, it gets, and then the longer you are away from it, the harder it is to remember how you want to put it. Yep. But we'll try to get the rest of that documentary out soon with that i guess that's all we got that's it Uh, we will see you next week on thursday night crossfit talk the original the original c4 energy extend and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.